0: Do it. Hey guys, how's it going today? Welcome back to another video. We all know about Boba Fett's first mission for Vader in the new canon. Now while on Tatooine for official Imperial business, Vader was secretly met with Jabba the Hutt and requested access to that crime lord's best bounty hunters. Jabba sent the Dark Lord two of his very best, Black Hanton and Boba Fett, and Vader tasked them with an easy mission, find out the identity of the boy who destroyed the Death Star. At this point, Vader didn't know that Luke was his son, but he sensed it, so he needed to confirm for himself. But in the Legends lore, the first mission that Vader gave Boba Fett was much different. Basically, Vader wanted to know if the Emperor was going to kill him, or if he, Vader, was going to kill the Emperor, and Fett was instrumental in finding out which would come true. For the full story, we have to look at Boba Fett, Enemy of the Empire, a miniseries that came out in 1999, back when I was just nine years old. The book opens up as most Vader stories do, with the Dark Lord's back turned to us. Aboard his Death Star, Vader looked out to the transparent steel windows and at the small brown boulders of a recently destroyed rebel base that floated by. An Imperial officer came into the room and introduced Boba Fett. Vader refused to turn around to meet Boba Fett's gaze. Instead, the Dark Lord continued to stare out of the window and began to describe the mission. For 10,000 credits, Vader wanted to pay Fett to apprehend an Imperial officer who had gone rogue. On the planet of Vestar, Colonel Abal Karda had basically gone crazy. He turned his weapons on fellow Imperials, he killed a superior officer and deserted his troops. And there was something else. He had in his possession a casket that Vader was especially interested in. So Vader gave Fett a simple order. He wanted Fett to kill Carta and bring the casket back and its contents to him. Boba Fett tried to negotiate an increase in the bounty, raising it from 10,000 to 30,000 credits, which was an interesting ploy. As we know in the new canon comics from Marvel, Vader isn't exactly the type of figure you want to negotiate with. At one point, Jabba the Hutt tries to counter one of Vader's offers, and the Dark Lord simply started to force choke the Hut. But in this particular legend story, Boba was able to get away with it. Vader wasn't willing to pay 30,000 credits, but he was willing to offer a 20% increase and give the Mandalorian a promise of 12,000 instead. But even that was too little for Fett. Boba was tempted to walk away from the job, but he took a few seconds to think about the situation. Even though the initial fee was pretty low, if he could create a relationship with Vader and the Empire, then he might be able to score some bigger payday in the future. So Fett accepted the job, flew to Vestar, and descended to the surface to begin his hunt for Colonel Karda. But Vader wasn't finished. The Dark Lord secretly placed a tracker on Boba's ship and then contacted a new group of bounty hunters. He tasked the second group with following Boba Fett around until that first bounty hunter completed his mission. And then after Fett was done, those other bounty hunters would kill him, <coughs> take the casket, and bring it to Vader. Now you might be wondering what it was in the casket that made it so special. Well, it held the power to see the future. So, inside the the small leather box, the head of a woman named Celestrine was being kept alive by experimental technology. Celestrine was special, even among the Ikari, because she had the power of precognition. This was a power that Anakin was extremely powerful in, but he lost all of his powers once he lost Obi-Wan on Mustafar. Vader, always hungry for power, wanted to possess Celestrine for himself. If he could use her powers, then he could defeat the Emperor and rule a galaxy once and for all. And in the end, Vader actually got exactly what he was looking for. Even though Boba Fett disposed of the second group of bounty hunters easily and even got the better of Vader when the pair dueled above a lava pool. Vader managed to retrieve the casket and the head of Celestrine inside. When he demanded that the Ikari show his future, she revealed that there were two paths this life could take. On one side, Vader's future led to certain death. The Emperor would realize that Vader was becoming too powerful and he would order his apprentice killed. And on the other, Vader would kill the Emperor by igniting his lightsaber and cutting the old Celestrine into Darth Maul style. Neither. Was actually that accurate, but the latter one turned out to be the most similar to the events of Return of the Jedi, when Vader killed Palpatine once and for all. If you get a chance, I highly recommend that you pick up this comic for yourself. Enemy of the Empire is easily one of my favorite FET stories, and it features a classic duel between the Mandalorian and Vader at the end, which I'll cover in full detail in a different video, because it deserves to be watched on its own. That fight alone is worth the read. I'll warn you that, you know, compared to some of the modern Marvel comics, the art from Enemy of the Empire is a bit old school. It features some 90s stylized cartoony costumes and environments instead of the more realistic 2020 volume of War of the Bounty Hunters. But once you get used to it and immersed in the story, I'm sure you'll love it as much as I do. Thanks so much for watching today's video. I hope you enjoyed it. Leave a like if you did and I'll catch you all in the next episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.